0: If you just watch the news, you'll get very discouraged. And you'll believe that man it's gone too far. But I'm here to tell you that it's not. I do have good news. The Gospel is good news. I want you to turn to 2 Chronicles 7. I know most of us could probably just repeat this Scripture. We know it by heart. But are you there? Verse 14. If my people who are called by my name. Uh, I'll, let me just, by a show of hands, how many of you know Christ? You know, we're that group then. we That's us he's talking to. If my people, us here at New Hope, uh, called by his name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll hear, heal their land. I know... I've heard a lot of people say, well, I just wish God would do something. I, I wish God would move. I wish we're, we're just waiting on God. You know that song we sing, I'm waiting. I, I tell you, church, sometimes I think God's singing that song, Gus. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting on my because he said "If my people. That's you and I. We, there is a mandate for us. We are God's people. He said, if you do certain things and there's something that's going to happen, He'll not only heal our land, He'll heal our marriages, He can heal our bodies and our finances. He's a God that does it. Daryl, I I ask you to pray. Pray with Him, church. Ask God as He sends the Holy Ghost to send fire down from heaven. We need fire tonight. I'll just tell you, I've never figured out how to have a warm-up session before I start preaching. (laughs) You know, I don't know how to ease into this thing. I just believe that the God, the Word of God speaks for itself. It doesn't need any kind of special interpretation. But God tells us that there are things, if if these things will happen, God will heal our land. I know many people are looking for the next president. They may in this, this upcoming election. We just get the right man in there. It's not true. It, doesn't, it, it wouldn't matter if, if God put Billy Graham in there. You understand, We're it's us he's talking to. It's my people. You and I, almost, I believe every hand went up in this place. We are called by his name. He said, if you will do four things, four things, I'll heal your land. The church, us. Four things. If we will do four things, we're in Zanesville. I believe God can heal Zanesville. Muskingum County, I believe God can, can heal this area. With a 70% divorce rate, I still believe God can heal this area. If we will do some things. Look at the first thing he says to do. The first thing he says, if they'll humble themselves. Well, we're Christians. <laughs> he said, and my people, if my people will humble themselves, my people. Because it doesn't take, it's been 29 years, I've been saved now, and I want to tell you what, it doesn't take long after you're saved. You you, you can just start walking in that stuff. Are you out there tonight? No, you can't. You can Miraculously transformed, saved by the blood of Jesus, have a Spirit of God inside of me, and somehow we get caught up in it and think it's us. that does it. He said, "You foolish Galatians, you foolish Moslem Countians who bewitched you! You started out in the spirit, now you're trying to finish in the flesh." The first thing that is listed in in Proverbs six about the things that are abomination to God in verse sixteen, we find out the first thing is a proud look. I said, "That is an abomination." He said, "I cannot work with a proud man or a proud woman," and I would say mostly to the men, it is. I think it's a man thing I mean I know that uh when, when we go somewhere if we're uh out of state and uh that's maybe happened once where we've lost gotten lost and there's there's something in a man that does not want to ask for directions but Marshall will say honey what why don't you just I mean there's a gas station just stop. I know where I'm at you know, we all got this, us guys got this GPS built in, right? Yeah, isn't that wild? But it, you know why we don't stop and ask? It's because we have pride. That, that's, that's why you'll see more women raising their hands than you will men in a church. So we, So Well, I, I don't see why I have to raise my hands. Well, it's a, let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God. That's what the Word of God says. It's a surrender thing. Us men don't like surrender. Revelation 3. I mean, God, God can heal marriages. You, you think of marriages that are out of whack and just need a touch from God and how pride gets in there. All I know, all I know is I'm not wrong. And in an amazing? You can actually be right and be wrong because you're right. I mean, it, it will happen. But God said, "It's it." Listen, it starts with humbling ourselves. I tell you what, it, this is a good marriage lesson. It it really doesn't hurt anything. To say you're sorry, and it shouldn't take. I mean, we're we'll be 35 years this year, and we're starting to work out bugs. But I will tell you what, it's a good thing we found out that. Well, she found out. The sooner she can say, "I'm sorry," you know, he's lying, don't you? You know he's lying. It's good to go and say, "Honey, I'm sorry." I, and sometimes you you got to say you're sorry, even when you you believe you're right. Are you out there? Look, if your marriage is going to work, you got to do this. If because if really it doesn't matter who's right. It, it doesn't matter what what is worth it, and the only reason it doesn't happen is because we're we're prideful. Well, bless God, I know I'm right. I want to say, yeah, I know you're an idiot. That's what I know. Revelation 3, verse 14, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you're lukewarm, Neither cold nor hot, I'll vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I'm rich, I've become wealthy, I've needed nothing. Oh my gosh, is he talking to America or what? But he said, but you say that, but you don't realize that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Now, there's a couple of them in there you may not know, but wouldn't you think you would know if if you were naked or that if you were blind? He said, but because you say, I'm rich, I'm increased with goods, I don't have anything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's broke. The church in America is broke. And I'm telling you that God is looking to us. He said, if you will humble yourself and you will you and I will realize that we are a needy people. We need God to move. We need God to fill this place. last I Daryl to pray. We need a fire from heaven. We need a move of God. Finish this for me. Pride goes before... Can you show me that in Scripture? It's not there. Pride does not go before a fall. Pride goes before destruction. what the Word of God says. That's a lot worse than a fall, don't you think? Now you think it, in your marriage, in any relationship, if pride will enter in, it, you're, you're headed down the destruction way. So for a church, there's pride in the church. And we will not humble ourselves. That's why people don't come to the altar. I, oh my gosh, that's, that's why people don't get saved. Because God says, Jesus said, if you don't confess me before men... I'm not going to confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. I can do whatever I want right back here in the, in, in the seat. You just need saved. That's that pride. If I go down there, everyone's going to know I'm not saved. We're going to find out anyway. There is coming a day when someone is going to divide, separate sheep from goats. And I don't care how bad you think you are. On judgment day, God Jesus said the Father Jesus said, The Father judges no man, but He's committed all judgment to the Son. We stand there, you understand Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He ever lives to make intercession for us. He does that right now, even as we speak. He is the one. He's been given judge. He is the judge. He's all judgment is committed to the Son. I'm gonna stand. Stand before the Father one day. All He's going to do is look to His right. He's going to look to the Son. You know Him. That's Bruce. Enter in. But pride will keep many, many people out of heaven because many people don't want to admit, especially us men, that we need help. If you're a man, you can say amen. And if you're a woman, you can suck in that notion. You know it's true. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three says, A man's pride will bring him low. I mean the goober we just got the seals just got it was his pride he was convinced he would never be caught I remember when I mean God has blessed America with quite a military I, I remember when Keith was on a sub I mean Nate Nate had a different experience on a carrier but when Nate Keith was on that sub he was on a what they call a boomer which is a trident sub and he said that they dry fired one time they dry fired at a, at a target 4,000 miles away they they dry fired a, a, a warhead at it. And he said dad when we fire at a, a target 4,000 miles away we don't hit it within feet we hit it within inches. God's, God's blessed this country with great technology but I'm afraid that we walk in it and as you heard pastor say this morning it don't always go that way. It's Psalm 51 uh, as most of you know, this, this psalm comes uh, right after an encounter of David's with uh, Nathan the prophet. And Nathan had a nice little riddle for him, and it just upset him so much. And at the end of it, Nathan told David, said, you're the man. You're the one. So... We find that David is a man after God's own heart, not because he fooled around with another woman, but because he had a repentant heart. Look at it. Psalm 51, verse 1 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Real key, next verse. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is always before you. You get in Genesis 3, we find that the the serpent was more subtle than any other creature that God had made. And he went to Eve, and what did he say? Yea, hath God said. You know the story, right? They both took up the fruit, God comes looking for him in the garden. Adam, where art thou? And said, I was naked, so we hid ourselves. What God say to him? Who told you you was naked? Well, the serpent. said, well, what happened here? What, what happened? You ate of the fruit. Adam said, it was the woman you gave me. Happy Mother's Day. The woman said, it was the serpent. He beguiled me. That, listen, we're just in Genesis 3 and the blame game has started already. If we're going to humble ourselves, I can't blame Jerry for my sins. David, David said, I acknowledge my transgressions. I acknowledge them. Listen, that's the first part of being saved. That's, that's, that's the, the a real key in having a relationship with Christ. You and I must acknowledge our transgressions. Against you and you alone have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. say, so, well, I'm, I'm pretty nice. Well, you're not. Step one, we, we, we must humble ourselves. And I think oftentimes the, the worst people are, are good people. Or people that think they're good. But there are no good. There are no good people. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says there's not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. I love a pastor's example because we, we were using that in Sunday school. That four-way stop, I don't know what I talked about but it wasn't that four-way stop out there. It's an awful thing. You know, not everyone plays well together. Not at that four-way stop. I, I, uh, three weeks ago we sat there and not one and not two but three went through. Skipping turns. Why don't I have my truck with me? Put a great big pipe bumper on the front of it. Go ahead, you run that stuff. You know why? Because of pride. It's my turn. You went out of turn. You can go to the timeout chair. Pride. They owe me. It was it was my turn. That's what I say. You can be right and be wrong. The Word of God tells us to esteem others better than ourselves. You hear Pastor Joe this morning? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We've got to humble ourselves. We've got to humble ourselves. He humbled himself. Took upon him the form of a servant. Step one, we humble ourselves. Step number two, he says, if you pray. Isaiah 59, I want you to look at this. Uh, Verse 14 Justice is turned back, and righteousness stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. And the, then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. I'm just amazed that there is no one praying. His attitude is with the church. He wondered. There was no one praying. You understand, those in the bars are not going to be held responsible for not praying. We have the Spirit of God living inside of us. If you are truly born again, your name is written in the book of life, The Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, dwells in you. We are without excuse. Without excuse. We were talking in Sunday school about order. God said, there there is an order here. I'll heal your land. I'll heal. But I'm talking to you, my people. He said, there's some things that are going to have to happen. There's an order. I want you to humble yourself first. And I want you to pray most of us would rather do anything than pray if i even mention praying half of you will yawn all you got to do is think about praying if you want to yawn because there's nothing in this flesh that wants to pray nothing nothing do you believe the word of god is true god's able to heal our land he's looking for the church to do something we must pray First Thessalonians five seventeen says, "You pray without ceasing. Just pray. When you don't know what to do, you pray." We we just last weekend uh, uh, the evening service talked about being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's some people who got filled, baptized with the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. That's a cool thing to pray in tongues. Have no idea what you're praying, but the Spirit of God's making intercession for you and I according to the will of God. Look, if you're new to it, I'll, I'll just say I don't blame you for being kind of scared of it. I was too, but man, it was cool when it happened. It was cool. Power. You will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. you should pray in tongues. Everyone should pray in tongues. I love it when it's just quiet. We should be. It's 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 better than me, 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 me. That's what we usually pray. When we use our English, that's what we pray. God, you know I got disconnect on my electric. laid on the card, houses and this is broken and that's broken. And you it's it's about us when we pray most of the time. It is. I know it is. James five. I am not I'm not a baseball fan. I mean I, I can watch baseball. I like the playoffs. Uh watched the Indians the other night uh, when well, they went into extra innings and lost you know they're on a streak now and but but I think I think boring I, I, I think boring is the right word for baseball uh, if you love baseball bless you I mean I, for me I like movement I like football I like hockey I love NASCAR but but baseball I think's boring but I never yawn when I'm watching it but if I start praying Brian, I yawn. I yawn. It's it's what the Word word of God calls a spirit of slumber. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, right? It's spiritual wickedness in high place. That spirit of slumber is all over you when you start praying. You've got a binding. You've got a binding. You and I have to bind him. We've been given that authority. James 5 verse 13 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him... You got your Bible there? What's that next word say? Pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them... Yeah. Pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the... Yeah. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. He's committed sins. He'll be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another, and <laughs> there's a pattern here. I'm just starting to get it. Yes. Pray for one another that you may be healed. My people, we're to humble ourselves and we're to pray. God says, Isn't it amazing? We don't have to get another job. We don't have to have a, another job, more money, different car. God says, If you just pray, pray. <sighs> the effective fervent yeah of a righteous man avails much elijah was a man with nature like ours and he (laughs) just got to push the pray button he prayed earnestly it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and he prayed again heaven gave rain and the earth produces fruit he prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. There's no, I wish there was a shortcut to this. It'd be a whole lot easier just to come and watch a movie. Why well, Wednesdays aren't crowded. It's prayer night. That's why there's never been standing room only back there on Saturday night. Praying's not fun. It's not fun. How many of you think praying is fun? You think praying fun, you have not prayed. Praying is war. It's work. It's work. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, we are wrestling. We're wrestling. It's war. If you and I just had a clue, just had a clue of what was inside of us and the power that is inside of us. uh, Turn to Matthew 18. Look at verse 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Good Lord. It goes right over our head. If we really believed that, you couldn't keep us from praying. If you and I really believed that, we would pray without ceasing. That thing going on in your family, those crazy kids, you need to bind spirits in their lives. Bind them. Your, your mom and dad need saved. Bind spirits in their lives. That uh, work co-worker of yours. Bind spirits in their lives. Ask God, what spirits do I need to bind? Is it an unclean spirit? A spirit of infirmity? A spirit of rebellion? A spirit of witchcraft? What is it, God? Show me. He'll show you. You and I have the Holy Ghost living inside of us. He has given us authority. He said, if you bind it on earth, I'll bind it in heaven. You just got to speak to it. The devil can't read our minds. You can't bind a spirit like this. It ain't happening, Jackson. You have to speak to a spirit to bind it. I don't care how cool you are, how how full of the Holy Ghost you think you are, you cannot bind a spirit without speaking to it. Because that spirit, there's not a spirit alive that can read your mind. Only God can do that. He said, you need bread. You want things to change? Change here? Change in the world? Change in our country, our school? pray humble yourselves pray any among you afflicted pray got problems pray don't have problems better pray they're common pray In matthew 5 look at this verse 44 <clears throat> verse 43 says you have heard that it was said you love your your You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. You ever been at work when someone spitefully has used you? I mean, they've got a big target on your back because you know Christ. Yeah, let's get Him. Let's just make their life miserable. And we think the best way... To combat that and say, hey, look, bud, I know what you're doing. You do it one more time. I'm dropping you like a bad habit. You guys said Jesus said, no, you, you pray for him. That's the that's the most powerful thing you and I could do is to pray for him. Jesus said, you let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Soft answer turns away. Yes, it does. 1 Timothy 2. Look at verse 1. Therefore, I exhort first of all, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. You and I, whether or not we agree with him, we are to stand in the gap and pray for Barack Obama. Uh, we are called, it's a mandate to do it. You and I are called to pray for Him. We are. Why? The, look, the telltale sign is what we haven't got. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Was it last week someone got shot in, in Zanesville? We're not leading a quiet and peaceable life. We need to be praying for those God has placed in authority over us. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. The powers that be are ordained of God. What tells us in the book of Romans. So we're to humble ourselves to pray, to seek God's face. We ain't seek God's hand. I don't think the church seeks God's face. We seek His hand. We, we, We come to Him to receive uh, I'm saying, we, when we pray in English, we do that. Uh, you know, I've got this going on, I've got that going on, I've got that, and, and then I, I I need this and I need that. And we're to seek His face. Je- Jeremiah 29, verse 11, real familiar Scripture. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you'll call upon me and you'll go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Look at the next verse, and I'll be found by you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you back from your captivity. Oh my gosh, the church is bound because you seek me, you search for me. I'll not only be there; I'll you'll find me. He said, but I'm going to set you free. The church, remember, this is to the church. The heathen knows nothing about this. Nothing. This is a mandate for the church here at New Hope. Every church across this land, but tonight it's for New Hope. If we will pray and seek God's face, humble ourselves. How many times do you go to God and tell Him what you need? And that's all you do. Isaiah 55. Look at verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. God said, you seek the Lord while he may be found. I've, I've seen people wait too long to seek the Lord. I've seen the unsaved wait too long to seek the Lord and could not bend that knee and confess with their mouth Christ was Lord. And one of the most amazing things i ever seen was to watch a lady. I believe she was in her early 80s. A multi-millionaire. Had more money she knew what to do with. And could not receive Christ on her deathbed left the apes at Columbus Zoo half a million dollars, but couldn't receive Christ because he kept knocking and she wouldn't open. You can cross that line. He said, you better seek the Lord while he may be found. While he may be found. He can still be found right now. He can. But you know what? there, There is a a digression that takes place. People fall in love with God, wouldn't dream of missing a service. And then after a while, Sunday school becomes not important. Ah, it's too early. I just can't. That's the same old thing. All he does is preach the Word. That's all we hear. Blah, 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 blah. We're just studying the Word of God. And then, a quick coming on Sunday evening, and then they will quit coming to midweek service. Oh, it's not. I mean, it's no. I mean, come on. Everyone's busy. We got stuff to do. I can't come all the time. Listen, you find yourself saying that, you better go and look yourself in the mirror and say you are really stupid, because what's happening is you are cooling off. You're you are exactly what the Word of God talks about well, in in the Book of Revelation, where He's talking to the church. He said, "You're you're lukewarm." You're you're lukewarm. It used to be important to you. He said, you better seek me while I may be found. What happens? That heart just gets harder and harder and harder. And all of a sudden, you'll leave. You'll start here and then you'll you'll work your way back to the back and eventually you'll be over there and you'll be out the door. Sandy Johnson's next. I can just tell. That's where she's sitting. (laughs) She's sitting back there laughing. I know that's what she's saying. So I'm going to get on her case. You can watch it happen. You can watch it. And then they leave, whoever they are, and we're all hypocrites. We're all the same here. Listen, there's a pattern. But God says, you better seek me while I may be found. The things of God have got to become important to us. And you and I can't just say, okay, they are. Right now they are. No, you and I have to ask God. we got to humble ourselves. And ask God, change my heart. If we'd have kept reading in in Psalm 51, Dave says, in verse 10, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I've got an attitude. You ever have an attitude? I know you have. I've I've been close to some of you on Maple Avenue and you don't even know it. I'm not the only one. We're all made of the same stuff. I get get on Maple Avenue and there's just a little bit of that. Did anyone watch a race last night? They were in Darlington. Anyone watch a race? Did you watch the end of the race? I mean, Kevin Harvick was hunting down that punk. I loved it. I get a little bit of that in me on Maple Avenue. That ain't good. That ain't good. I doubt if he knows Christ. I do. I do. God expects something different from me. Turn to Psalm 100. Remember, we're to seek God's face. When we seek God's face, He strips us of that stuff. Because no flesh will glory in His presence. We get in His presence. You know what happens? We realize, it ain't about me. Well, let's just read it. Verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It's He who made us and not we ourselves. We're His people, the sheep of His pasture, enter into His gates with thanksgiving, not with lists. With thanksgiving. He said, seek me. When you come, there's an order. I want you to come in. I want you to come into my gates thanking me. Enter my courts with praise. How how often do we do that? See, we're we're a a hard-headed lot. We are. We're, a, we're spoiled brats. Here in America, we are spoiled. We're rich, increased with goods. We have need of nothing. Get off my case. God said, all right, you don't want it to change? It is not going to change. I'm giving you a mandate. I'm telling you what's got to happen if you want your land healed. If you don't want it healed, keep doing what you're doing. If it's not that important to you, you want your house healed, you want your marriage healed, God you guys are, you're going to do it my way or it's not going to happen. God has an order. Psalm 42 says, As the deer pants of the water brook, so my soul longs after thee. We're to seek God. It says in James 4, 8, he said, You draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Remember the story of the prodigal? Doesn't matter what we've done. You draw near to God, he draws near to you. Nothing is impossible to God. Your situation at the enemy, that, that imagination that's exalting itself against your knowledge of God needs to be cast down. Because we serve a God who does impossible things. I see impossible back there in that, in that road. My God is more than able. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or can even think our God is. And yet... We won't call unto Him. We're crazy, Michael. We're crazy. We wallow around in the muck and the mire and have our pity party, don't even care if anyone else comes. We'll just have it ourselves. God says, Get, come on, suck it up. Call unto me. Call unto me and I'll show you great, mighty things you don't even know. But we will not humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face. Fourth thing he says to do, here's the tough one, is, is we're to turn from our wicked ways. That <laughs> isn't it wild? The church has wicked ways. We, we have wicked ways. What would you do if God right now on both of those screens would just show what was in your heart? i say, weed, you better get out of the way. I'm bolting to the door. People can see what's in my heart. Because it's wicked. Because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? God said, I do. I know your heart. I know your heart. You'll hear people say that. Well, I know they were blaming me for this and blaming me for that but God knows my heart. I said, that, that, that don't scare you? Yes, He knows your heart. He knows you're a scoundrel like the rest of us. Matthew 3, verse 1 says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Are you there? What did he say? Repent. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Repent. Another time in in Scripture you see where they were coming to to John the Baptist, uh, being baptized, and they were confessing their sins. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to, yeah, from how much unrighteousness? All of it. I'm all right. We, we, we toy with stuff that can damn our soul. We play with fire. I, I, could, I could prove it to you if I would if I'd have just been thinking right there on that wall as you walk in, I'd have just put up a sign that said wet paint. I guarantee you there would have been as many adults touching it as there would have been kids. What is it? That it's, it's that fallen nature. Is it really? wet? Is it really? We need to turn from our wicked ways. That's the carnal nature. That, that thing just, just rises up. John 8, verse 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives now early in the morning He came again into the temple and all the people came to Him. He sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to Him a woman caught in adultery. Uh, I'm going to let you in on a secret here. You can't have adultery alone. You know that? And the, when they had set her in the midst, in the midst, they said to Him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What do you say? You look it up. Look it up what Moses in the law said. Anyone know what it said? It said they're both to be stoned. Oh, I just overlooked that. She is supposed to be stoned, but what do you say? I love it. This they said testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him Jesus stooped down, wrote on the ground with his fingers, though he did not hear. So that when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you. I love it. Right. You. Let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Now those who heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Turn from their wicked ways. Now look, w- w- when you get saved, I-, I actually quit drinking before I got saved. Uh, probably a couple months before I got saved. I, I look back on it and I can tell God was just moving even before I got saved. But I- I've been saved 29 years, and have you ever watched the Dracula movies? Have you ever watched them? You know, Dracula is in a coffin, and they have to drive a stake, uh, through his heart. And then, for too long, you see it, the, everyone will leave the room, and all of a sudden, that is a picture of the flesh. You know, Paul said, I die daily. You've got to crucify this flesh every day because you crucify him in the morning, you go home, you might even just not even get out of the parking lot, and all of a sudden. Let me tell you what. Is it not true? That, that man has to die daily. God said, you turn from that wicked way. You turn from it. Turn from it. The church needs to turn from its wicked ways. Go and sin no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old things are passed away. All things are made new. Turn from our wicked ways, church. Matthew 23, verse 25, Jesus said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgence blind Pharisee first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites for you are like whitewashed tombs which indeed appear beautiful outwardly but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. And I'll tell you, there's one thing I discovered as a young man. As a young man, some of the ugliest things can come out of the prettiest packages. I mean, you can, you can clean up out outside. I mean, isn't she cute? Yeah, listen to her talk. Sounds like she's been on my job site. Wrote a book on it. I, mean, I, I I'm amazed what can come out of a woman's mouth to cleanse the inside of the cup. It's a whole lot easier to cleanse the outside, isn't it? Don't you? It's more work to cleanse the inside. Because out of the abundance of the heart, this mouth speaks. And it doesn't take too long before you realize what's in a man's heart, because it comes out. If there's... Uh, Marsha and I talked with someone... Uh, Yesterday, and uh, th- these these two people uh, come from a large family and there are seven kids two of them have passed away but these two are the only two that talk to each other there's, there's five of them left no one else has any communication and she said they all live within a 25 mile radius all of them and no one talks no one talks and I asked him. I said, well, "Did that start?" Well, I want to tell you what years ago. You know, it's a long story, but they, were, they were. wow. I told Marsh, I said, "You know what? You could tell what was in their heart pretty quick. But there was you. You could see resentment and bitterness. You and I cannot hide this stuff." So God said, "You need to turn from that because we tell on ourselves when we talk. We do." I know you've never done this, but um, I've heard of people who will uh, be in Walmart and see someone coming that they don't want to talk to. And I've watched people do it before. Glad I never have. It's in us. It's in us. He said, don't be turning from them. He said, turn from your wicked ways because the only reason you have a problem with them is because of you, not them. Oh, I knew that hurt. Jesus said, if you could... You come to bring your gift at the altar, and remember that your brother has odd against you. Don't. He said, "You leave it there first. Go be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer the gift." He didn't say if you have odd against your brother. He said even if you just remember your brother has odd against you. That's pretty serious stuff. I said, "I, I want it working right. We need to turn for us." Well, heck, if they don't like me, that's fine. That's a wicked way. Some people ain't. You can't make everyone like you. But not everyone should hate you either. That ain't really a good sign either. (laughs) Yeah, I I know them. I mean, there's. Yeah, better leave it alone. Matthew 7, wicked ways. Verse 1 Judge not that you be not judged. I know. I know. I know, sis. Man, what do you do with that? I, I told Sunday school class this morning, I have this incredible gift. I can figure out everyone else's problem. Like that. Oh, I mean, on the spot. I don't even need time to pray about it. Come here, let me tell you why. My own stuff, I've been years working on. You know why? Jesus tells us why. With Verse 2 says, For with what judgment you judge... You'll be judged. This is frightening. You better love mercy. You better love to give mercy if you want it. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Isn't that what we do? We we can just pick out a speck in someone. You just, you know what, let me tell you, I, I believe God's saying this. You'll hear people do that too. I think what's your problem is that, and they're they're talking to you, they've got these two-two before sticking out. We fall into that. We do. That's a wicked way. That's You turn from that wicked way. Quit judging people. Quit judging people. He said, when that happens, when these things fall into order, I'm going to heal your land. My gosh, I'd give anything to see America have its land healed. To see Zanesville healed. And if we just had the right mayor, if they could just do this prayer thing, if it you No, know, if my people turn back here, Second Chronicles. 7.